Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, we are back on the death lineup here after the Warriors lose to the Phoenix Suns 108-104 in a game that was very reminiscent of a first game of the NBA season. Lots of turnovers, lots of fouls, uh, lots of bricks by KD and Clay Wiggs. Guys who can make some shots did not have them falling. And it became the Booker against Steph and maybe a little bit of CP3 show. But ultimately, the Warriors did not have enough uh, against Phoenix. And I was kind of disappointed because they were at home. I thought maybe they could edge this one out, but they didn't. And ultimately, to me, I don't know what you thought. Like, if you could put one thing on the game. It was just that Devin Booker was clearly the best player on the court, and they could not overcome that. Yeah, uh, he definitely looks like like an MVP, potential MVP candidate this year. Um, and I think he completely showed. Like, he just looked, it was effortless out there, man. And, you know, especially in that, st- like, when he opened up, what do you have? Probably, like, almost 25 at the fif- half. Yeah, 15 in the first. Yeah, and, it, I mean, it's just you would throw that cruddy lineup out there and you hope for the best. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think that would, my takeaway would be that. My takeaway would be, like, I don't – I think we all agreed, but this the Steph, Clay, and CP lineup, like, it's just tough to watch defensively, and especially yeah. when things aren't clicking offensively, like, it just kind of looks bad out there. And, you know, if you read off the, the field goal percentages from – uh, the starting lineup besides Loon, I don't even, I don't know what Loon's was, but everyone shot like 40% or under. Like, you know, Steph was eight for 20. I think Clay was like, what was it like something for like 18? <laughs> CP was like four for 15. Like, it was yeah. just, it, 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 it's not even like they were taking like these super tough shots, in my opinion. No, they were just, just off. They were just off. And that that's uh, reassuring a little bit that it's just like they're just missing. But at some point, it's like you thought it was going to click. And every, it was the it was the subs, it was the bench unit that was like kind of bringing us back to life in both of those times we went down big. And 
yeah, it was. It, it, I feel like very uncharacteristic warrior loss in terms of like they really never got it going. <laughs> some <laughs> like of the starters. some of the stuff is new guys trying to fit in, right? I think we watched uh, Sarich, or as Iron Eagle called him, Sharich. Maybe that's. I think how that's how you pronounce it. it. No, yeah, it is. It is. That's uh, that's a little harder than that. You might like pronounce it S H. Yeah, kind of like Shengun. I I feel like for uh, for Fitz and Kalena, that's the Wembenyana of uh, of of Saric. Uh, but you know he was hitting from deep in the preseason, and you know they're not really guarding him that much. But then it's a real game. He didn't really have that shot, so he puts the ball on the floor and he tries to go inside. And then you look and see what happens. You go, oh, that's why he was available for. Uh, you know, for whatever the the small amount of money, and and this is not to say that he's not going to help because I think he's going to help. But you could immediately immediately see his deficiency yeah. as an NBA basketball player when they took away the outside shot. Uh, I, we love GP. Gosh, love that guy so much. Can't go over five shooting, dude. <laughs> you just can't. Um, and and so that that makes it interesting because. Steph is eight for 20. He struggled from deep for 14. Clay was three of 11 from, from deep. Uh, Chris Paul over six. Chris Andrew Paul Wiggins didn't make his first shot until the third quarter, right? Andrew, Andrew Wiggins over three. Uh, Gary Payton over two. So he's struggling for, from deep. But you know who didn't struggle? There's a guy by the name of Moses Moody. He only played 18 minutes. And I thought, I was like, okay, I get it. You, you want. You know, you're going to go with your the guys you trust, which is Wiggs, Clay, Steph, CP. But with like you said, when you play those guys together, you're so small. Uh, I don't I, Looney. Um, Looney only ended up with 11 rebounds. I feel like Nurkic beat him to like 11 rebounds. Nurkic ended up with 14. Uh, but I, like, you know, it just shows you that how important Draymond is like Draymond. I'm sure some of the rebounds that Looney gets, Draymond's probably got a body on somebody to help free him up. And they didn't have anybody to do that. And so Looney's like basically jump balling some of these rebounds and not being able to get them. So lots of things, you know, that you can sort of learn from how the team played and some of the stuff that Steve did. But I want to go back to Moody for a second here because, you know, we were kind of talking, you know, is this the year? Uh, we talked, we said the same thing about Kaminga. I thought Kaminga played pretty pretty well he was actually one of the few guys uh, uh who was a plus in the plus minus uh cp C- clay interestingly and uh and kaminga were all pluses in the plus minus peyton was a plus 15 so maybe my 0 for 5 comment probably uh maybe a little harsh but moody came in he had energy he hit a couple threes he got a steal he got uh he was going to the hole he get a block Got a, yeah, I think he may have had uh, two blocks. Let me see what he got uh, counted. He got three rebounds, three steals, and one block. <laughs> then he did the one thing that I think probably irritates Kerr a little bit to, to quick trigger him, which is the ball swung to him, and he held it. And he didn't know exactly what to do, and somebody swiped it, and they went the other way. And I was like, no, you can't do that. You're going to get taken out of the game. But... uh Moody and Kaminga, I thought, did what they needed to do. This was really on the starters and this lineup. It that was. Kerr was really, really stubborn with until the end. I don't know if you saw that. Wiggins was not in there at the end. 
that should be like I don't think it's gonna be as big of a deal as benching someone is, but like he got benched for JK to end the game. Yeah. A little sleepy, I thought. I thought Wiggins was a little sleepy today. Very careless, very sleepy. So many of those did you see how like those layups that he was missing? It just kind of felt like he was just kind of like like slowly I don't know, there was no urgency. There was there was really nothing from him. It was very it's very weird to see from him because, you know, the, the the story behind him is that he can just go missing for a couple months. But I've never seen he didn't go missing. He like was there. He was just awful. <laughs> you know, when you have Eric Gordon in the post and you have the clear advantage in every physical and athletic attribute and you get and stripped, Eric Gordon makes you go away from the move that you wanted and then you do a lazy fadeaway that he strips that that is on you like there's then, there's no way that Eric Gordon should ever win that matchup the way that he did and then Eric Gordon creates a fast break kicks it to KD on the right side Wiggins is running back he turns around slowly D book gets around him and he doesn't see it and it's just an easy layup so not only was the steal his fault the bucket on the other end was his fault and it was it's it's not you I feel like we're not used to Wiggins sleeping defensively like that. That's well, usually what I, we we can at least rely on him on is he's just going to be alert, active the whole time. Yeah, and you know this is this is overreaction Tuesday night. This is just one game and and but but you're just sort of seeing some of the things cuz Phoenix is going to be a good team. They're going to be there. Uh, they have two excellent players, and this was KD on on a sleepy this is probably KD the game. worst I've ever seen <laughs> He was he he was uh I don't know that he is somebody who kind of gets overwhelmed in the moment but this was a homecoming game for him uh for his warriors season right for his warriors career and so those guys like him especially Steph and Draymond and Clay and so you know there's a there's a little bit of that in there and he he see you don't want to you don't want to say that he's regressing you just don't want you just don't want to overreact like that uh, I, you know, I was, I think I was he's wondering, not I was great. wondering about this. I think his postseason stats in the last two postseasons, they got swept by Boston and then lost to Denver in six. I believe he hasn't been that great. Like it's well, been like lower credier postseason runs for him. I mean, obviously the injuries are catching up to him for sure. But if we look at last year versus, uh, the previous years, he's the same guy like regular uh, season. Yeah, his scoring was 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 down a tick. Um his uh his three-point shooting was amazing, but oh, it's cuz he only had eight games in, in Phoenix. But yeah, his his scoring in Phoenix was down a tick, but ultimately his regular season stuff was just as good as it's as it's ever been. Yeah. So, I you know, you know, you can look at at the postseason stuff which is uh uh we we don't really have time to look at that, but I I don't know if he's a, a step slower. I, he looks the same to me. He does look. He just feels like it's not. He's missing. He's missing shots. And I think I feel know, like it, it's weird to see the physicality kind of overwhelm him. I don't know if it was totally overwhelming him, but that stuff, you know, he's usually just able to work around. He's like, oh, I, my wingspan is seven inches taller than yours, so I'll just be able to shoot over you. But like J.K., it felt like when J.K. was going like vertically straight up, it was bothering him. You know, I was gonna say I thought Clay played him good because Clay can't really jump. And so Clay was just staying down and Clay probably knows him, you know, fairly well. And he wasn't falling for any stuff. He just had hand in, you know, face guarding and hand up there. So I thought, I thought Clay actually did a pretty decent job on him. 
Um, but you know, I you're Katie's gonna score twenty five or more points a game this season, and that's on the low end. So I'm not really worried. I wouldn't be worried about him yeah, necessarily. No. But this is what it, and so ultimately, my first point that I, you know, that I was talking about, uh, the, 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 you know, how to, the one thing about this game is Booker is so good that he can overcome a bad KD game. And the problem with the Warriors is Steph has to be great to overcome Clay and Wiggins. And CP not being able to make buckets. I mean, you look at you look at this box score, and uh, the second highest score. If you were to guess, who's the second highest score tonight for the Warriors? Chris Paul. Was Chris, Chris Paul was was third, but he's third, and Clay Thompson is second. Ugh. But they're they're they both have fifteen and fourteen points. So. Steph has 27 on an off game for him. He got to the free throw line there a little bit later. But, um, you know, when, when if Clay's not a 22, then where, where does that slack pick up? Well, it wasn't from Wiggins. It wasn't from CP. Kaminga and Moody, you know, did their job. Sharich uh, only had seven. So it's just like, you know, Steph has got to be incredible in games like this. And he was... You know he was average, I, I, average for Steph, I, I would say. So, but Booker is in his prime, and he's like, okay, Katie's not playing well. You know who was awesome was your was was your favorite, Akogi. He was awesome. I know. Oh my he gosh, was, he just. I feel like he just took advantage of the the aspect of like, okay, we have this Steph CP Clay lineup. One of them's got to guard me, you know, like, and I just feel like he was just jumping over all of them. You you also know not like. Who, you 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 want to know who was the the highest plus minus for for Phoenix? Uh, Eubanks. It was Yuta Watanabe. Well, of course, <laughs> Yuta Watanabe and Jordan Goodwin plus. Did you hear, I did hear Eagles say Swatanabe. <laughs> I didn't hear that, but oh man! Every time he he got to say his name, he said his full name, his full government name. Because he's the Brooklyn Nets announcer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He gave his full government name and he said it so enthusiastically. It wasn't like, you know, Yuta Watanabe on the rebound. It was Yuta Watanabe every single time. I loved it. I, I love, I love uh, just hearing that name, Yuta Watanabe. Um, yeah. So, you know, if Booker is that, if Booker's going to be that good, the, the Warriors need someone on the other end to, to match that. Uh, and, you know, Steph, was not uh is not didn't have a great Steph game and you know the other thing about this and I want to get your thoughts on this you know when when they play that small lineup and CP and Steph play together Steph is guarding guys who you know maybe he wouldn't have had to guard in in the past and and that's going to change a little bit when Draymond is there obviously but he had really some really dumb fouls and that they had to pull him, you know, they, they, he, he did have uh, uh, only 30 minutes of, uh, of court time. He, so here, here, here are the leaders in, in minutes, clay 36 CP at 34. That's not supposed to even be that high. That's and the point. I know. And Steph at 30 and then it was Wiggins and, and Looney uh, had 27 and then uh, GP had 21. 
So GP's at you know twenty one point twenty one minutes and you know no points. They're just sagging off of him. I felt like Moody should have taken some. I thought GP was good, but I, I felt like Moody maybe should have taken some of those from him. And he, and he might, you know, that their minutes. That's P, the nine G, and ten guys. GP had twenty two. Moody had eighteen. Maybe that that could change, right? You maybe you switch and Moody's got twenty and GP's got seventeen, eighteen, and and that could be something. Uh, I also thought that in in some of these matchups. I don't know. Do you think Saric uh, is a, is a a better defender, or do you think Looney is a better defender? We have, I mean, we haven't seen a ton of Saric, but Saric just seems way longer than Looney. Like he could actually get out to shots that Looney is kind of struggling to to recognize. Uh, that that might be a small thing. Yeah, Slow footed. I mean, they both are right. They both are. And that's a small thing because neither guy is probably going to be in that position when Draymond comes back. But just something that I was kind of keeping an eye on. I feel like Looney, like I, this is kind of unrelated, but that last play where it was GP on book and then high screen and Looney felt the need to jump out with both hands high, but GP was able to recover. And then book does the jump pass to, to Nurk. He's not going to be able to like... do that pass a lot though. That that's a risky thing for him to be up in the air like that. The, I also... the... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, one, should Looney have jumped two out there? I, I mean, not two, but should he have jumped out there to contest it? Or should he have stayed home? Or even even when they took Steph out there because they didn't want they took Steph out because they didn't want him to get his sixth foul. At that point, I mean, just take Clay and CP out, too, and just throw in Kaminga and Moody or Kaminga mm-hmm. was already in. Throw in Wiggins and Moody and just go all defense. I didn't I didn't I, you know, Clay. I felt like Clay didn't necessarily do anything wrong, but I feel like Moody would have probably at least tried to do something there because it was. Moody versus it was Clay versus Nurk at the rim. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, what did you think of the CP experience? It was it, it was kind of fun to be on the other side of those flops that get the foul calls. I, I like that. I, I like being on the other side of that. But you remember, and I I was being a little over the top with my commentary when I was saying how I wonder if defenses are just going to sag because he doesn't seem like he is confident in that shot. And he wasn't at all. I think he's going to hit more of those than, than not, but the three, the three pointer wasn't there. He was almost reluctant to pull the trigger on the two pointer. And, you know, he ended up with the ball. He's got the ball a lot, even with Steph on the court. CP has the ball so much that he's going to end up taking a lot of these shots. You know, if they don't, if they can't make something work offensively. And I thought he just had the ball at the end of the shot clock a little bit too much. He, the other thing is, you know, the way that the Warriors play, they watch a lot, right? Cause they're expecting Steph or clay to, to kind of save the possession and CP is like trying to make something happen. And you're just like looking at the guys are just like, Oh, I'm supposed to catch that pass. You're supposed to shoot this ball. Like Looney got caught once. And I think there was a JK one where he wasn't ready, but that that's just going to be an adjustment for when, you know, when they, as they play together more that, that they're going to get better at that. But I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. I mean, I think I mentioned in our last pod, I was like, well, how many times did CP shoot it in the preseason? What wasn't it like five times? Like he shot, like he barely shot. The and they ball were like the, the sideline fadeaway ones. Yeah, that he likes yeah. To shoot. And it's like when you're when you're literally out here to replace Jordan Poole, who scored 
what 21 for us points per game for us last season yeah. like you need to like shoot the ball you don't need to give us 21 but you need to shoot the ball the very first possession he shoots his patented mid-range he misses it yeah. he doesn't he doesn't make anything until the third quarter but it's kind of like hey you should have shot the damn ball more in the preseason because we needed you to shoot those mid-ranges some of them some of those should have fell tonight because a lot of them were wide open but yep. yeah from the three-point line like I don't think he's a slouch from three, but he's definitely like, yeah, I didn't want to see him shooting at, at the ones maybe that, that he was shooting, especially at the end of the shot clock. Shaq mentioned something at the the TNT podium, which was something like he's like, you know, and I kind of I kind of disagree with this, but I, I, I see what he's saying. And, and I do agree with a little bit of it being that he was like, you know, when, when I'm I'm used to seeing the Warriors rebound, boom, 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 down the court. Sometimes with CP, he was like, Slowing it down. Dribble, dribble, dribble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowed it down. I, I, I saw the same thing, but I thought it was that almost... they were. I thought that, that there were there were good stretches of like them going fast, fast, fast. But mm-hmm. it was honestly kind of like sloppy, where I almost wasn't yeah. too opposed to CP slowing. Yeah, it down and that sometimes. that's that's what I thought too. I was like, okay, he's in his head. He is hearing, "You are here because we turn the ball over too much, and you're a point guard." And you know, he did he did pass the ball very well. He, uh, I think he led both teams in assists. He had nine uh, and Booker had eight. So he, you know, he was finding guys. He did rebound. Well, he had six rebounds uh, tied for third on the team with, uh, with JK actually Sarge and, and clay both had seven. So um, it was, it was Looney. And then, Clay, Sarich, and CP, and Kaminga, and then Steph. So there are there are pieces, and it's like, you know, when when you look at how the team fits together on paper, the one the one missing thing is an athletic big and an athletic big who can actually be a game changer at the rim, right? Because there's a lot, you know, I mean, when Nurkic is just diving at the rim, he's just like, oh my gosh. Did you, did you I think get to they maybe should have thing? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Did you think that they maybe should have tried Trace Jackson Davis next to Sarich? to provide a little more size and spurts? Or do you think you just would have gotten like completely killed in like the heat of the moment? Well, it would have been interesting. I'm sure he would have gotten the butt cheeks. He would have been really nervous, but uh, they, it's not like they, it's not like they were big, right? They, they had the one guy uh, who I, I kind of made fun of him. Um, Eubanks. Cause I said, you know, Drew Eubanks looks like when you try your uh, 2k face scan and it gets kind of screwed up. Like that's what he looks like. <laughs> and, and you know, he's just like, I, I, he's a little bit of a stiff, but he kind of was just out there being tall and creating fouls and, you know, illegal screens and just doing dirty stuff that they just needed a few minutes of that. I don't think Drew Eubanks himself uh, w- was a very good player, but he was just tall. And the Warriors don't have one of those guys who can be tall and who can run the floor a little bit and who can just put their hands up. You know, they, they, their centers were were Looney and Sarich. Neither of those guys are athletic. They're they're they have good size. You know, Looney's six nine. Sarich is probably a, a little bit taller than that. But yeah, there's you know who who would you want? You know who do you think could stop uh, someone coming down the lane and, and hammering one down? You know, maybe Kaminga could probably stand there. Uh, but other than him, nobody really. Uh, yeah. I just think, I just think that with not only are we does it feel like we're uh, not not that big, but when you lose someone in the front court, it just feels like it exposes way more of how maybe not deep we are in that category. Whereas if you lose, you know, CP or or Clay, God forbid, of course, but you know, it feels like we have the guys to kind of step up and, and take the minutes there. But here, it kind of felt like maybe Rudy Gay would have played tonight, you know, like just another guy who was bigger out there that could have played alongside Sarich or, or, or Loon and uh, for, for a spurt there. And Draymond's going to fix some of this. He's definitely going to fix it. You know what I was thinking as CP was, you know, kind of holding the ball a little bit in my mind, Draymond is stomping his foot and slapping his hands together saying, let's go, let's go, let's go. And CP's kind of holding it back and hold like <laughs> that. That That's going to be, a relationship on the court that is going to be something that I'm watching for because they just don't know what, like what does Draymond do in some of those, like when CP's just bringing it up. So like, what is this go to the corner? Yeah. I don't know. Just dart to the hoop, I guess. Yeah. It's going to be, I almost feel like him and CP shouldn't see the court together unless Draymond's the center. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, that, that would make sense to me. I mean, he, they, that might be the starting lineup, right? Maybe it's Looney who gets Mm -hmm. moved out. Uh-uh. <laughs> it, it might be because I don't do you, think so. Do you want the two non-shooters or do you want 
the guys who can who can possibly you know make shots to start the game. Well, I, I just think we're, I don't think we're changing the starting lineup from the what the best net rating starting top five net rating starting lineup last season. I think CP is going to come off the bench. This brother played thirty four minutes tonight. That's too many. That was too many. Ugh, this is but this is this is why he plays too much, right? Is because he uh, he you rely on him more than you think that you're going to rely on him. And Steph is so willing to just let these guys bring the ball up. And, and he's like, I'll figure out a way to get it. I'm going to run around. And there were some possessions where I was like, I, let's go sit in the corner, CP. I want to see what Steph's going to do here, you know? And, and yeah. th- that's another thing they're going to have to figure out. But ultimately, I will say, I was happy with the CP minutes. It was just a lot. It was a lot of ball handling. It was way more minutes than I thought he should have played necessarily. But then again, if he's hitting his shot, then you probably think differently. Then you're like, oh, maybe he should just you know play. Maybe that is the right amount if he's making shots. But if he's not making shots, then you then you got you know another non shooter on the floor who is looking to pass and not looking to shoot, and that just kind of collapses. You know, the defense just collapses more on Steph. So that that's something to to pay attention attention to. And and like I said, this is overreaction Tuesday night. We're, this is one game. We watched the preseason very closely. They're they're going to have to figure out, you know, some things as far as uh offensively and defensively rotations. This is going to be Kerr's one of Kerr's I think his most important coaching jobs because the, they put this roster together so that there is not the excuse that they had last year, which is, you know, we're, we're trying to play these young guys. They put this roster together specifically to go, this is a veteran roster. You figure out Moody, you figure out Kaminga, and, you know, we can't really excuse the, you know, we took the, the wild card of Jordan Poole and we brought in an adult. So there's not that excuse. Nobody can blame Jordan Poole for this game. Because we would have, if if he was on there instead of CP, he he would have been the guy we've been like, man. And then he takes his bad shot, and then he doesn't get back on defense. He wasn't there to to screw this one up. So that this is, I think, this is going to be Kerr's one of his toughest and most important coaching jobs for his career so far. Yeah, well, show show why you're supposed to be like a unanimous top three coach, man. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it is overreaction Tuesday at the end of the day, but man, did those. I can't believe Kerr tried to play what he tried to play. Corey Joseph with like Steph and Clay. <laughs> I told you, and you know, we talked about this Corey Joseph versus B pods. B pods would have made something happen. He he would have made something happen. He would probably have made some turnovers too. He would have yeah. lost somebody on a defensive rotation. The Corey Joseph body on the court. He's the smallest guy. He's the slowest guy. He runs to a spot. He passes. And that's really all he does. So unless there is some di- you know, dynamic athleticism that I just haven't seen from him yet, if there's a shot-making ability that he has that I haven't seen yet, uh, he's, he's going to need to show that because when I watched him on the court and I thought, this feels like preseason. Like he's just... 
running to spots and he's not doing anything that the other team is reacting to. So that, you know, that there's no gravity to, to a Corey Joseph. So that, yeah, I was kind of surprised and, and it just kind of makes you wonder what is his role on a team like this? Because they already have the adult in CP. Do you need another guy who is just not going to turn the ball over? Or do you need somebody who's actually going to get a bucket? And it doesn't look like Corey Joseph's going to get a bucket. Yeah, I, I mean, it just to me, it's just like, okay, you have Steph who, what do you, how many games did he play last year? Like 50-something, and then you have CP who is older. You know, you just might want some insurance at that position. But then again, yes. yeah, he's just, he's, he's not really like an, he doesn't really do, like, what I've noticed when, because he was on the Pistons, and I'd watch some Pistons games, that it, is it kind of felt like he was just the grenade guy who, yeah, you know, he, yeah, he would, he would, what he feels like, yeah, he would, he would get everything, like he'd set everything up, and it, you know, it was, it was like it was, he didn't really provide anything on that end, but then he'd just be like the grenade guy when the shot clock's at like two seconds, give it to Corey, and he might do something, and it's just, it's just a, he just hucks the shot up because as you've seen him, he's not really like capable of like crossing someone up or the quickness isn't going to get him by someone. It's just I'm shooting a prayer. Um, so yeah, we'll see with him. But man, what, did we go? What did, what did Slater tweet out? We go on the road for like seven of the next eight games. Yeah, they they have um, uh, they have I guess uh, sack sack on, on Friday Friday, and you know sacks gonna be really interested in in winning this ball game. Yeah, they're gonna be fired up to light that beam. Uh, so that's gonna be a tough game. And then uh, I think it's I, is it Houston? On yeah, Sunday? I got have the schedule. So then it's it's Sacramento um, on Friday. Houston on Sunday, back to back already. So then it's Houston on Sunday, New Orleans on Monday, and we get Sacramento again at home. And then we go out to OKC, go out to, oh, then we start an East Coast trip after OKC, go out to OKC, then you go to Cleveland, Detroit. Oh, then you go back to Denver. Man, this is a weird schedule for them. Yeah. I wonder why they did it that way. But I also heard that. Uh, they close on the road, so they must have a bunch of games in the middle at home. They must, yeah, because then they come home for Cleveland, then double Minnesota at home, double OKC at home, Houston. I hate it when they do that. It's not fun. And none of these are easy. Like, even Houston, I know we kind of think of usually as, like, the one where we could just, like, okay, you know, we're going to kill them. But, no, they added they added Van Vliet. They added Dylan Brooks. They added even Jock Landale, just, like, guys to – because they don't have their draft pick this season. So they said, Oh, well we can't tank again. Cause we're not going to keep it. It's top four protected. And so they actually went out and, and spent some money in the off season to hopefully like, you know, maybe get close to the plan. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say like, they're like a walk in the park anymore as we used to think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what did you think about Phoenix's depth? Because I think that's the thing that's going to be the biggest problem for them all season long. Now they didn't have Bradley Beal. You, you have Bradley Beal, you have Booker, you have KD. There's a nut, th- those three guys. You can always have one of those guys on the court at, you know, at, at uh, during uh, every rotation, but they played Grayson Allen, who may have been the worst player for both teams, which is interesting because he, I think he's actually like supposed to be like their solid depth pickup. I don't I don't know about that one. I heard some stuff in Milwaukee about how he's not he just was not good at all for them. I mean, he's just an energy guy, right? Like he's not really the most talented player. He just kind of flies around everywhere. Yeah, and I, I mean, he's he just he's like, you know, steps underneath feet and yeah. s- stops. And so people run over him and stuff like that. Eric Gordon did not 
play well, though he did hit he, the biggest shot of the game, I thought. He did, yeah. Yeah. And then and then like I said, face scan Drew Eubanks uh didn't do much. Watanabe, he had he hit the open shot. That's kind of what he's there for. He got some loose ball rebounds as well. And uh Goodwin. I, I don't even know if I ever seen Goodwin play. Where's Goodwin from? I don't know where he's from. Yeah, I good good point. I don't I don't know. By the way, Corey Joseph in his uh three minutes and forty two seconds. Minus 12. So they must have went on a run with him on the court. <laughs> Jesus. This is, yeah, the, wonder, this is not the Corey Joseph hater podcast. I just, I'm just kind of interested to see what he excels at that they like about him. Cause I yeah. just, I didn't see anything in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I wonder who Phoenix is starting five is once Beal's back. Does Grayson move to the bench? Does Okogi move to the bench? They both move to the bench. Keep, Eric Gordon. You got to keep Okogi in there, man. That guy makes stuff happen. Yeah, I think they will because they are really lacking defensive. Because Grayson Allen's supposed to be a solid defender. You bring back Beal, who's the minus defender, and then you take out Grayson. Like, yeah, you probably got to keep Okogi. Um, but no, their depth. Like, I, I mean, I think I think Eric Gordon did have just like an off night and then finally hit the best shot. But I think I think he is a solid pickup. I mean, it's reported that the Warriors almost got him, um, and uh, we like Watanabe, and mm-hmm. I like. Nazir Little, but what was interesting is that is that um I think Nazir came in at some point in the third quarter and he had not played yet. So Vogel was clearly like, all right, I'm making like this in-game adjustment that like, you know, you look on the end, other side with Kerr. Kerr would never do something. He would never nix his rotation just to be like, let me try Trace Jackson Davis <laughs> with this 30-second spurt right here. And Vogel did it with Nazir. And I don't think Nazir, I think Nazir did one good thing, but I think he fouled Kaminga right away, went to the line. Um, But he's someone yeah, he, who I like. I think he made a three. He made a three. Okay. He's someone who I, I, I do like, but he hasn't really like proven anything. He was a guy who Zion's draft class. He was actually the number one, not number one high school player. Cause obviously that was Zion, but you know, that McDonald's high school, all American game that at the end of the high school season, before they all go to college, they mm-hmm. all just play this like all-star high school game. Nazir little got the MVP in that year. Cause I remember following it and I was a big Nazir fan, but he, he's kind of one of those guys who fell down like Michael Porter jr. That year. Um, but Oh, Michael Porter Jr. was here before, but yeah, Nazir Little is just maybe maybe he does something on that squad too. But I think I fear for them like the I don't I don't love the depth. I think it's like okay, but I think the continuity is a big deal. You know, this is a fully rehauled roster where the only guys that you're retaining and someone we didn't even talk about who would have been great tonight. I bet Damian Lee. So Devin Booker, Damian Lee, and there's one more, and I'm forgetting it. Okogi are the only guys from last year's team. I, I guess KD, but he only was there for played maybe 15 games in a Suns roster. Eight. He and played eight games. Eight, for playoffs. Games, eight games. So I, I don't even count KD in this scenario, but you have three essentially returners and you have all of these new guys. So I feel like that does, that does mean something at least in the current moment, you know, like if they don't have it figured out by the playoffs, of course not, but it's not going to work out. But I feel like the continuity is something that is worth for sure noting because I feel like what the Warriors have, you know, just kind of everyone knowing what everyone's doing and then the new guys come in and adjust, whereas in the Phoenix team, it's like, well, we're all new. So how are we going to figure this out? And I feel like it's kind of just like, okay, KD, Book, and Beal, Cook, and the rest of you guys figure it out, which is kind of uninspiring basketball, but I feel like there are some role players who are just really good at Yuta being one of them, just being like, okay, I'll just... I'll just sit here and and play my role to a T and hit open threes. Um, but yeah, that was my critique on them was just lack of depth, lack of continuity, and then defense. And again, I feel like the Warriors beat themselves offensively tonight. Well, the game on Friday 
you know, this is going to be the one where the Kings and the fans <laughs> circle this one. This is going to be uh, the eighth game of the playoff series for them, I feel. But the one thing, I, like, I would imagine the Kings are going to win this game just because of the fact that it's at home. But at the same time, defensively, the Kings can be so bad that it kind of fixes a lot of the Warriors' problems just because of how poor they are defensively. So that is going to be something that I think to where I'm not I'm not completely giving this one. I'm not completely going into this game with the mentality of, okay, I kind of expect the Kings to win. I, I do think the Warriors have a pretty decent chance at winning this game because of that, though, as you know, as we saw, when the Kings go on a run, they go on a run and that building goes nuts. And uh, then, you know, then Corey Joseph might have to be the adult and pull the ball out and, 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 uh, and get a stop or two. But so that, that, you know, that's, that's going to be a great game. Second game of the season, you go into Sacramento and such a fun team and a fun series last year is I'm assuming that's an ESPN game. Is that, is that what it is? Did I close the tab? I think I kept it open. TNT. No, oh, ESPN, ESPN. ESPN. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, ESPN game on a Friday night. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's a great one. So we'll we'll that's another great challenge for the Warriors with this early in the season. The Kings are mostly bringing back the same team basically. You know? So so they're 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 going to be ready to go. Um one other thing I wanted to mention before we get out of here which is uh, I promised my my all warriors update here. I didn't quite finish it cuz I'm still looking through basketball reference. I actually got I went down a rabbit hole and I was texting your grandfather about how come I never hear about this guy? Like Phil Smith from the late 70s early 80s Warriors. He's like averaging like 18 points a game and uh, there's there's another guy who I said, how come this guy just retired at the age of 31? Like he was actually in his prime and then he just stopped playing. So I was trying to get some context on some of these guys. But uh, I have a list that I need to pare down. So I will read this list here. And it'll be interesting of how many people you do, you've you never heard of uh, <laughs> on this list. Um, all right. So I, I split them up into... Actually, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just going to read what I wrote because then I have some other tabs open with some players. So obviously, Steph, Clay, Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, Baron Davis, Latrell Sprewell, Jeff Mullins, Jason Richardson, Guy Rogers, Sleepy Floyd, Phil Smith, Monte Ellis, Sharunas Marshallonis, Steven Jackson, Rick Barry, KD, Draymond, Andre, Tom Macheri, Chris Mullen, Anton Jameson, Purvis Short, David Lee, Nate Thurmond, Robert Parrish, Andres Biedrins, Andrew Bogut, Andrew Wiggins, Kavon Looney, uh, Larry Smith, Mr. Mean, and I think the, I think those are the, no the Livingston. Folks. No, no, no. S dot. He didn't even start, which is what makes it hard to put him on an all time Warriors team. Uh, but I have to pair all of that down to 15 guys, which kind of sounds impossible. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Livingston would have never made a top 15. But uh, I, I have some caveats here. Obviously, this is a San Francisco Golden State era list. So no Philadelphia Warriors. 
and I changed the four years uh, to three years so that KD could be on it. I think if you don't have KD on an all-time Warriors team, right. it doesn't feel right. Wilt, like a third of Wilt, Wilt gets screwed, though, because Wilt only played two and a half years on uh, San Francisco. Mm. Um, and then uh, I also said, or I also wrote, uh, winning matters. If you look at Andre's stats, they're not impressive in any way uh, as far as numbers, but um, his value to the team, the fact that he leaves – they go through two years of not making the playoffs. He comes back. They win the title. Stuff like that matters. And even though they had a lot of losing seasons, now get this. From the early 1980s, actually from 1980, through the 2010s. So that's 30 years of basketball that I watched closely. Eight winning seasons. <laughs> So there's a lot of losing, but those guys, there's a lot of guys who still mattered. You know, there's a lot of for the culture players that are going to make this team because, you know, someone like Jason Richardson, he, he, he probably makes it, but he may be like on the edge, but like Jason Richardson kind of kept Warriors fans interested in the mid two thousands when, you know, when maybe you shouldn't have been interested before they, before the, we believe team Uh, guys like Jay rich, uh, Baron Davis, obviously, um, guys like that are, are, you know, Monte, they're, they're culture picks. They're real Warriors fans ride with those guys. Uh, and so, uh, th- there's going to be some guys like that, but yeah, so I will, I, I don't want to promise because this has been a lot much longer of a project that I realized just because of the, the deep dive in basketball reference, but hopefully, uh, by early next week, I will have the list out. We'll put it in the discord. We'll put it on Twitter. We'll put it in one of the podcast feeds where we officially go over it. But uh, but that will be it from here. Um, is there any last thing you wanted to mention about tonight's game? Uh, no, I think I think we covered it all. All right. Overreaction Tuesday night. Warriors lose to the Phoenix Suns 108 to 104. Oh, I, I know what I wanted to look at really quickly. I wanted to look at the... Oh, they don't have it, which is a bummer. I just wanted to look at the the rebounding because it felt like the Warriors were out rebounded like crazy, uh, forty three to thirty one. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. It's free throws, offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds. You guys no. look at the summary on the app. Sixty. Oh, I I use my phone as my camera. Uh, 68, oh. 68 to 60. Is that right? That sounds like a lot of rebounds. No, it was 60 to 49. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. This NBA.com is not adding it up correctly, but look, offensive rebounds was 17 Phoenix, 18 us. So we out rebounded them by one offensively. It felt like it. it felt like we were on the offensive glass. Yeah. So that was the thing I think, uh, that, that really stood out. But you know, the other thing, Devin Booker had six turnovers, so he's playing a lot of point guards. He's going to be handling the ball. The Warriors didn't turn the ball over. They only had 11, so they win that. Well, you want to know what, though? How many? Do you know how many uh, turnovers can you, that Phoenix had altogether? 19. So Phoenix had 19 turnovers, and the Warriors had 11, you said? Mm-hmm. Ready for the points off of turnovers stat? Yeah. Warriors, 11 turnovers. Phoenix points off turnovers, 22. So they took advantage of all 11, essentially. The Warriors or Phoenix had what nineteen turnovers? 19. Warriors points off turnovers nine. 
Interesting. That'll do it. <laughs> that that means they're not running. That that means that they're pulling. Or they are running and there's they're and missing, they're missing layups. You know, missing, yeah. yeah. And, and that 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 was Wiggs, right? Wiggs is the the Those, most I mean, athletically you, you gifted put together, guy. Put together his misses. Yeah. Put together his misses on a low light tape. I could probably do it when the clips come out tomorrow. They're gonna just be like, like ugly, like uncharacteristic. Like why does it feel like he's not trying? <laughs> well, Sarich couldn't finish at the rim. Uh, Wiggs couldn't. Finish we depended at the rim. on him too much, though. Sar, we're not Sarich isn't supposed to be taking that many shots. You know, it felt like we depended well, on him too much. Yeah. And, they, well, they were taking away what the Warriors wanted him to do. And, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But okay, we're, we're we're done here. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll figure out the day. Uh, usually we like to record on Thursdays, but they may be playing on Thursday, and we we'll have to change it up. But we'll we'll figure out a schedule for the in season, and uh, this is going to be fun. The, the, I, no matter what, this team is going to be really interesting. I I think you know we did the we did the plus minus where they're going to fit with with wins and such. We both believe that they should be a pretty good team. Whether that's a top four in the West, whether that's top six in the West, that will will remain to be seen. But this should be a very fun season. So hopefully, folks are hanging out with us covering the warriors uh and uh yeah just uh, chime in if you are on youtube bspn uh, uh on youtube check us out subscribe if you are watching live give us a like on the video i have you heard about this uh, well you guys don't actually stream to youtube but someone said that i guess likes matter on the video it helps in the algorithm so if you like a, if you like our video on youtube maybe maybe that helps out a little bit uh, also the the audio feed as well bay area sports podcasting network bspn follow and we're gonna have more content in season this year for the warriors we already do for the niners we will also with giants off-season stuff i'm I'm gonna figure out a way to do some mini podcasts for all of that so audio feed only though that the, we'll save the youtube for all of our live streams when uh, brian and i are together okay that is it from here uh Thank you for checking us out. For Brian, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.